Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffpower and I'm coming to you again from my home studio here in Alvin, Texas. Today I'm really excited to be able to present to you a new expert and uh, she's actually an expert in malpractice or expert in board complaints and so she is an attorney. Her name is Michelle Quadenbaum and Michelle is actually joining me today in the studio. Michelle, how are you doing? Doing good. So I'm sure if you measured us, we don't actually have exactly six feet, but I'm going to lean this way. We'll be okay. <laughs> So, um, He's not going to breathe on me. I would never. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, we're going to talk about some of your Dear Doc letters uh, and also about some general principles whenever it comes to fighting a board complaint, making sure that um, in the inevitability that you do get one, because I think it's fair to say almost every dentist at some point gets some complaint levered, levered oh. against them. Uh, you know, absolutely. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're a great doctor you just Absolutely. got patients you can't please. Absolutely. And, and there's just some human beings who suck at life. But oh, yes. <laughs> aside from that, uh, Michelle, what would you say? Uh, well, first of all, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your qualifications, uh, what you do, a little bit about your company, and um, you know, just kind of share a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, as Doc had said, I'm uh, an attorney. Uh, I'm licensed here in Texas. I have tried lawsuits all over the country, but primarily here in Texas, all over Texas. Uh, I'm what some people would slangingly call an insurance defense lawyer, but what that means, I'm a malpractice lawyer. I'm an old malpractice lawyer. We do a lot of board matters too. Um, and all, but I really enjoy risk management because I would much rather talk to you at this time. Absolutely. And give you warning and not to scare you because, you know, but to say, this is what you do and this is how you respond to something. So I don't see you on the other side. And exactly. Every night at nine o'clock, you call me. Am I going to lose my, you know, house? And am I going to lose this? So uh, that's kind of what I do. Uh, you know, I've been licensed a long time. I've been doing this for, you know, thirty-eight. One or two years. years. Yeah. You're only thirty-five, so it can't be that long, right? It, well, I was a child <laughs> prodigy. That's right. And um, so, but I, I do in. I, I'm one of those when I'm going to give you advice, it's going to be because that's what I see come across my desk. And I've had the pleasure of representing dentists for many years. I've tried cases with dentists to, you know, in court, but we see a lot of board complaints. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about because Absolutely. Um, it's not, like I said, uh, I find my using my treating doctors through board complaints because I meet them and enjoy meeting doctors and stuff but um the you just can't please every patient and the biggest thing is to kind of try to see that red flag and try to avoid and especially if the complaint comes in then we want to talk about what you do to minimize the fact that the board may absolutely and a lot a of that stuff you've got to do before the problem ever happens and exactly. you know it's it's funny as you were, you were giving that little speech about what you'd like and, you know, when you'd like to talk to people. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny because I kept hearing echoing in my mind the same speech that I tell a patient whenever they've got a, a large MOD. And I say, you know, I, I really, you, you need to get this fixed right now because if you don't get it fixed, it's become a crown. And if it, 
if you don't get it fixed mm-hmm. then it's going to become a root canal and maybe an extraction and then we're looking at an implant and you know it, the, the thing is is with all things in life that I think that we have more similarities than differences. And I think a lot of dentists, when they see a lawyer or they hear Lord lawyer, uh, they, there's some rather bad, um, bad connotations that come up. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm that way too. I think, Oh, I got to talk to lawyers today. Oh no, you're a lawyer. I can't, I hate law- oh, Wait a minute. I can't say that. Right now. So <laughs> but, you know, there's, 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 there's reasons there's lawyer jokes and dentist jokes, you know, there's, there's, there's no people out there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> actually you and I met under, under a similar circumstance, which I cannot reveal due to. Oh, but it was because I'm concerns. sitting there doing a webinar and I'm playing with this tooth thinking it's a crown loose and it's not, it's my tooth off. My dentist who I've been to for years and years is, mm-hmm. um, out of town and, he took me on an emergency basis. So thank goodness. Well, and, and since you've said that, can I, you're the expert. Can mm-hmm. I, can I now say oh, what you said? Okay. So she mm-hmm. comes in and I'm working on her in my chair <laughs> and um, she says the dreaded words, like right after you give her a treatment plan, she says the dreaded words. And you, you looked at me and you said, so Dr. Huffpower, I'm a lawyer. And I, I just thought about vomiting, right? There. Just, that's it. Lawyer. I'm done. I'm malpractice lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And so what came next just kind of, uh, I, I think, just kind of cemented our, 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 our relationship here and uh, made me feel really good. She said, I just want you to know, you have the most thorough consent process I've ever seen. And I was like, I went from like, I'm going to die to, hey, this is going to be a good day. So the thing is, is and the reason I tell that story is because you are, um, you're really the dentist advocate of lawyers. Right. And I, I just want people to kind of know that that's, that's just kind of how you roll. You know, you're looking for, how do I keep the guy safe? And you're not looking for the gotcha. Oh, exactly. Well, and plus I always joke that I'm like the worst person you want in your office because <laughs> I'm like, when I walk in, I'm like, okay, this is wrong. Okay, that's wrong. He's doing this wrong. But that's I because passed, I, I passed could, the test. I'm just saying, telling you guys. <laughs> but I go in to say, hey, in my advice, I would change this. Mm-hmm. And so recently with the COVID stuff and going in to some doctor's office, they're being so careful about other, some things and I'm like, Look at all those magazines out in your yep, waiting room. Those absolutely. need to go in the trash. You know, this absolutely. kind of thing. But well, almost almost the reception furniture almost needs to go in the trash. Oh, well. I know. You know it I is actually like, I fog mine every day with hypochlorous, you know, like chlorinol. Mm-hmm. And um I know it's gonna be all spotty by the time this well, is over. Exactly. And um, but uh and we were we were just briefly talking because everybody talks about COVID right now. Right. Is that it's, I would love to say it's not real because I'm kind of that, oh, this is a political problem, but it is real. I get calls yeah. every day now. I mean, here we are in July and it's much different than it was in April. I get, I mean, I have to listen to doctors at night crying, literally crying about yep. their staff sick, they're sick, their patients. And uh, you just can't be careful enough right now. And so, um, but it is real. And so take it real. And uh, so, but. I, I would, I would go so far as to say, just in my humble opinion, it is very real, but it is also being politicized. Oh, so big time. All that aside, what we're here to talk about today mm-hmm. is how to keep you guys out of trouble. And I'm actually going to start off the process because I had a disagreement with a friend of mine uh, a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, he does something that I completely utterly disagree with. And I know you well enough to know that if I'm wrong, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. So, um, you know who you are. If she says I'm wrong, I'm keeping it in. So you can hear it nationally. Dr. Huffpower's wrong and I was right. So 
Um, I have a buddy who likes to do these uniform consents. Mm -hmm. Okay. You go into his office, you're getting a filling, you're getting an implant, you're getting a crown, you're getting perio. There's one consent for the whole thing. And they just basically make a checkbox. I told him, I think that's utterly foolish because you can't be exact enough in that type of consent. If you do a crown consent to be a consent for crowns, you might want to say crowns and omelets, three quarter crowns. Those are all pretty much the same type of procedure, but it, it's my contention that if you're doing an implant or an extraction, you need a completely separate consent because there are separate risks that need to be informed. What is your thought? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking probably your thoughts can be some combination of if you've got all that crap in there, it's okay. But what, what do you think? Well, God, I was hoping I could say he was wrong. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. I'm I like safe. it better when you can't say I'm wrong. But I, I know. Well, okay. In theoretically, what you said, if you put everything in there, it doesn't matter how much, but the chances your patient is actually going to read Absolutely. pages of garbage is because it's bad enough. You give them one, they're just, okay, whatever. Cause I'm that way. I, I just sign whatever you put in front of me, mm -hmm. but um, she's a lawyer. You guys remember lawyer. that, right? She's a lawyer. Okay. So, but, I would say not, and then besides, the board will bite you in the butt if you don't have a consent form, and not just a consent form, because it doesn't really make sense to me, but this is the board rules, on every single tooth. So Absolutely. if you're going to do a crown on, you know, 13 or 24 or whatever, um, you would think the risks are the same, which right. they are, but you have to specifically put each se separate tooth. So the same with fillings or anything, same particular tooth. So the one consent form mm -hmm. is to me, you do need to have separate and it, it's not that big a deal. You have a, you can have folders, you know, these are for your implants. These are for your, you know, your crowns, your whatever. And uh, to give to the patient, I think that's a better idea because mm -hmm. it does, everything does have a separate risk. And, um, but also the longer the consent form, the more stuff for someone to read, the Absolutely. less likely they Which are. is the perfect to segue to the other thing I'm right about and you're wrong about, which is. Okay. which is that there is no such thing as true informed consent. And so the smaller the document is and the more succinct it is and the more bullet point of the risks it is, the more likely your patient actually reads it and the more likely it'll be found that it's, it's actually conceivable that the patient had true informed consent. It is. And so, and I, there's probably a couple other points I'd make too, because informed consent is something we see all the time, all the time. And uh, you guys, because your rules say you're supposed to do informed consent, we don't have as much problem defending you because there is some kind of informed consent. Just because there is one does not mean you're not going to get sued. It does not mean you're going to win because I told them they could die because the right. people on a jury don't read them either. Okay. So they were like, well, I didn't expect to die during the surgery. Okay. But the if the person who died is suing you, I, I just got to say, surprised. they've got a good doctor somewhere, but yes, anyway. They do. And so, but, okay. So <laughs> the, uh, but what you, you are right. The more, cause I'm kind of one of these, as a lawyer, I read things that my associates may uh, draft and I'm like, if I don't understand this and I have a doctorate degree, 
what chance do my clients absolutely or, or a judge know you know they don't understand it either so um so what you're saying is right more succinct clearer you're talking to the public someone who doesn't know what a, a, you know all those fancy words mean and all and i think that that's a great point but also it is I think good. Okay. What informed consent is exactly. Okay. Real briefly without is if, you know, a patient tells says, if I come to you and he says, well, you need this well tooth gone. And, um, well, that's one thing, but how do I give, if I say, okay, go ahead and take it out. How is that really good consent? If I have no idea what the risk are versus the mm -hmm. benefits, and um, so I, for me to have an informed, informed decision, you need to tell me what the risks are. And then you can say, but you understood that this could be A, B, or C right. if this happens. So, um, so yeah, we, we can't, you know, we're in a society because of lawyers that you get these forms all the time and you're thinking, what? And um, so, um, you see these and the, but the thing is is you need to make it understandable and it also chart notes discussed right. informed consent with patient so even if you give them paperwork you need to chart note it and you're gonna right. and i know you say you think oh, if i hear one more time document 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 mm -hmm. i make a lot of money because you don't document yep. okay so let's cut me out at the end by documenting Absolutely. okay so document informed consent uh discussed and actually make sure they know the other thing about informed consent is let's have them sign it before you juice them with the sedation okay mm -hmm. that's the other thing is well, I, I don't I know they'd already mine. sedated me i don't know what i signed i have mine come in and um i on my consent it says typically we have people do consents immediately prior to surgery I understand that it, that is the case and I am waiving that right because I understand that I will be sedated. sedated. And so I have them do it 24 hours in advance with that stipulation under, that they, mm -hmm. that they initial because, because that's the only thing I can think of because it's supposed to be the same day, mm -hmm. but it's also not supposed to be the same day they get sedated. Well, that's the thing. And that's the argument is that you need to do it as soon as close to the event, but I have had, patients who have said but i was sedated right. and uh and it makes sense i mean you're all mm -hmm. loopy and you think the world and you're you know whatever you you know you remember so again how does somebody give an informed decision if they're drunk on whatever exactly you gave them? so what is your thought about the defensibility of having that consent signed the day previous i know that the board says it should be the same day it, but it they really be. technically can't be because the board also says they can't be sedated. sedated exactly i think that what you're you're recommending reasonable reasonable that i understand this or you have them sign it and say this is prior to sedation and then you i don't know i'm not the doctor so right. i don't know how far in advance you have to sedate before right. something so if they have to come in 30 minutes early mm -hmm. to sign it before you start the sedation then that's what they have to do all okay. right. So 
that uh, that brings us to one man. We've got all sorts of questions on these consents and also on notes. Um, we could probably do an entire episode. Oh just yeah, on you that. know, and that's the thing. You know, you invited me to do this, and I have an associate that works a lot on dental, and she's like, mm-hmm. "I want to do that too." Well, we're gonna get anyway. Right. We're gonna get we right. have. I could. I was, I was trying to pull some. I pulled some notes just to some talking points. If you you know want to talk about, but then I realized. We could do this a bunch. Oh, of absolutely. Well, you and, and I have talked once or twice, so yes. you know I can mm-hmm. chat. So, um, another instance where I, I had an argument with someone was um, auto notes, macros. Um, I personally believe every dentist should use them. However, there should be a segment of every macro that is individual notes per that procedure per that patient. But that blood pressure documentation, pulse documentation, procedure documentation with codes. Um, anesthesia documentation for what type of anesthesia, what their ASA rating was and how much anesthesia should all be in a macro for every single note that we do. And not just um, in a group note, but rather done by procedure. And so if I'm doing two crowns, I want to be able to have a group note that says I gave six uh, carpules of anesthesia, two carpules were given on this side, three were given on this side or whatever, or four were given on the side. That's probably overboard. Um, what is your opinion on, first of all, having a different consent for anesthesia versus crowns, which I do. And what is your feeling on macro notes, good, bad, and the ugly? Cause I feel like if you're better having something, even if they go, well, this is a macro note than having nothing. Okay. So lots of, there's four questions in that, yeah. in that whole pile. Yes. <laughs> separate anesthesia versus, and sedation, the board has, they were on a, on a tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Texas board, and I'm sure the other boards are. There were a couple incidents a couple years ago, Absolutely. with especially pediatrics. Absolutely. And so it became a political issue that, well, we're going to take it out on people, and per- particularly a couple of my clients that did not deserve it. And um, so we've been fighting them a lot. So you can't document sedation enough. When you said, well, this might be overkill. There is no such thing as overkill when you document about sedation and you need to put down exactly, exactly how much you gave, Mm -hmm. uh, what you gave at reversal agents, if you needed it, you know, all of that. So there is not, um, and so that is also important with weight and age and and things like that to be have it. If they, if you don't have all that documented in your chart, well, how did you determine Absolutely. You know, what to well, do now, as far as anesthesia goes, mm-hmm. but now kind of a pet peeve of mine is what you're talking about with macros and all is because again, on my, I finally end, did something wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> well, no, I agree because, okay. Usually what I say about documentation, cause I'm going to say document, 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 but do what, is good for you because some of us i was dealing with a medical doctor yesterday who didn't even know what an audit trail was mm-hmm. um he couldn't figure out a drop down box to push because he's probably more closer to my age anyway but well, um, and we depend so heavily on our staff the yeah. problem is that sometimes it's the, the staff that makes the mistake exactly because people say well oh, it was my assistant that did it well Guess whose license she was working and, under? Yes, and it's your fault and not their fault. But okay, so but what I usually will say is what works for you mm-hmm. because what I need is everything documented accurately, adequately, all the requirements. But if you if you can do it 
on a piece of paper, I mean, on just a blank piece of paper, more power to you. It takes mm -hmm. more time. The chances that it's going to be accurate is slim to none. Right. Um, it's uh, because you're going to forget things. You're not going to have the time. So the macros and anything for if you have EHRs, which I guess most people do. Well, they're supposed not, to as of 2014. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, well, they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So the supposed to's don't always happen. But anyway, but when you do your macros, um, the, uh, they have to be accurate. And just because they look pretty mm -hmm. and some of those elements are there, it doesn't mean they're right. And you have to make them right. And so, yes, if you have all those details in right. your macro, and that's what you need to sit there with like a checklist. Exactly. These are the things. So, you know, this is like a your, part of your compliance program, okay, that you were required to have is you self-audit yourself. And, you know, you take an afternoon and take your charts out. You take some cheat sheets of requirements from one of the zillion, you know, documentation courses you've taken. And it says you have to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So you, um, you do that and you say, Ooh, I missed this and this. Mm. You would much rather yourself audit you than Medicaid Absolutely. Or, board or somebody else or, you know, some carrier that wants a zillion dollars back because you mm -hmm. didn't properly document this and that. Um, so what you do is you go through, like you were saying, and have these, I, the, Whatever's going to save you more time, do it, but it's got to be accurate. And just because it says six carpels doesn't mean if you didn't give six carpels or mm. you gave some additional or you didn't right. mark it down, then it becomes worse mm. because not is it just absent, but it's wrong. And so well, the um, question there to remains be to be, um, if it didn't get written down, did it happen? Well, I hate that saying, I know you but do. I hear it all the time. <laughs> And it's because, you know, I, I would go I so far as to say that is a hot button issue for you. Because I, I said that, that to you before yes. and you were, you're just like, I hate that. <laughs> well, it's because, okay, I ate yesterday. I'm sure I right? ate. But do you remember what you ate? No. And I didn't write it down. But so that's kind of stupid to say, well, if you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. Well, I right. ate. Okay. So, um, but you can't prove you did it. And you right. could, and this, because they'll say, well, so doc, did you uh, take Michelle's blood pressure? Well, where's what? Well, I took it. Well, how do you know? Well, I take every patient's. Did right. you take Michelle's? But I take every patient. No. Mm -hmm. Did you take mine? So right. that's why you have to document these things. And um, it's it takes time. And yeah, you rely now more on your staff to do your note keeping. But then they're human beings too. Absolutely. And you've got them doing 20 other things. They've got two hands and um, they're not doing it. And it's, guess whose fault it is? Absolutely. Yours. It is so, not their fault. So the system I have in place is that my assistants take my notes, but mm -hmm. I write macros for everything. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I have an auditor who goes through on every single patient and makes sure that the notes are there and complete. That's great. And um, every one of the new things I've added, because I knew that they were suggesting this, but I didn't know it was a requirement yet. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to tell them this is ASA. You have to have ASA in your notes now. So if you don't have it, you have a problem. It doesn't matter if you are sedating a patient or not. ASA classification must be in your base notes. It's, a, it's actually documented on the, on the uh, oh gosh, not workforce, but uh, professional code. 
whatever the heck that thing is for 146 point something or other, right? (laughs) Uh, So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, what, that's one of the things that people are, I think very poorly trained in is documenting ASA. I I would agree. So yeah. And And they're uh, all over the map. And you know, and so there's quite a few, I mean, so like I said, I hear so many people, Oh, I'm here documentation all the time. It's because you don't do it. Okay. Or you don't do it right. And so it is good if you can take some kind of, you know, course or, you know, maybe, maybe, hold on a second. Maybe (laughs) we can get you guys to hold the course for TBO. That that would be, yes. And uh, I know because I just talked with Kathleen this morning and she's like, I'm so jealous. I want to do that. So anyway, um, we're going to have Kathleen on. We're going to do a dental refresher course on, um, appropriate notes, what things must be included and the pitfalls, um, of including them incorrectly or, or discluding them. Right. And, you know, and there are a lot of, I mean, it, there's a lot of details that, um, you know, that we see that aren't, well, that we don't see is really what mm-hmm. it is. Cases we have or complaints we have that don't contain it. And, you know, one of the things because board complaints and, uh, kind of shifting a little bit um, when they come in and the board will tell you, you know, if they have a complaint that you did something that's a violation of standard care or Mm -hmm. there's an injury allegation or an income, but if they can find a, um, a documentation error, you're going to get hit on the documentation error because it's easy. It's just right there. It's Absolutely. not there. You didn't take a and, blood pressure. And the, okay. the board wants to be seen as having done something. Exactly. Else. So let's let's talk about what to expect when you're expecting. Well, they should have a book like that for getting getting you know a board complaint, yeah. right? So you know one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand. Well, first of all, and you and I have talked about this. If you're not a member of the TDA, become a member of the TDA um, because there is nothing better than judicial review rather than a board complaint. You get a chance to get your shit straight and it doesn't go to the record. Exactly. And that's the thing. And, you know, but I get a lot of blowback uh, from doctors not wanting to do that. And I'm like, you don't (laughs) want, because let me, now the board, I think has become a little kinder and gentler recently. Right. They were much more harsh in the past. No, no, no. It was bad for several years. It was just bad. I mean, you went in there and I'm just like, Something's going to happen to you, so you just right. well to understand it because they wanted to give money back. I mean, that was their big deal. Was you're going to have to, you know, you go in there, you didn't take a blood pressure, well, you're going to have to refund them the twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars you did. You know, they don't have any complaints, right. but you didn't do a blood pressure. And so <sighs> this, I mean, ridiculous. it was for this for several years. It was like, uh, but it's not like that. I mean, I think they've been doing a very thoughtful and more review. Not right. that I always agree. But it has been much different in the last several years. But, um, but yeah, but the thing that I see that gets frustrating, and, you know, I'm a lawyer, so, of course, I'm going to say you need to consult a lawyer. But don't call him and say, oh, I got this board complaint. What do I do? Because I got you, guys. He, no, no so, don't call me. But, or whoever, you know, uh, your buddy next door or something. But what I see that happens is that y'all – answer yourself or you don't answer you send your records in and you don't do any good explanation the problem is when you first get a complaint anyway because you're like this 
Oh, you're on mental overload. Uh, this white noise goes off in your head and you're like, that lousy email SOB. They, you know, I did everything I could for that patient. Right. They were so hard to get along with. I never charged them. I, they, she's been back in here 10 times. First mistake. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of this. And I never, you know, and then, um, <laughs> and now she's making a complaint or he's making a complaint. And I've literally sat in there and thought, okay, the blue aliens are coming down. This person's hearing noises. Mm -hmm. And then the board's like, man, let's find her $10,000. $10, I'm like, whoa, I thought this lady was nuts. Right. But anyway, the problem you do that I see the first thing is you get this complaint and you deal with it yourself or you forget to deal with it or you just halfway, you don't do it. And you've just started out the wrong way. Okay. Mm -hmm. What they do, especially in Texas. And I don't know if you get out of, you know, other States here or so, but the, um, you, they'll, they go through like an investigation stage at first. It can end there much better to end there. Right. A lot of times it doesn't, you know, it goes Particularly on to more of a, if you are a member of the TDA, you have the right to peer review, be a member of the TDA. Because that's the step one that you don't want to skip. Okay. Yeah. And some of those don't, some, but some go there, but some don't. Right. And if they've already made a board complaint, you don't go to the TBA. So, I mean, it's already there at the board. And um, this is my drug of choice. Sorry. It's my bad thing. You just realized that get, that got on camera, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it's morning. I don't drink coffee. Um, so, sorry. Anyway, the, um, so, but let's say it's a board complaint and you get a greetings letter from the board and okay, you have most likely, or you should have malpractice insurance. Okay. It's malpractice insurance. And you're thinking, well, this is a board complaint. It's not malpractice. Call your malpractice carrier. I got a board complaint. Help me. And they will retain you a lawyer from wherever Timbuktu you live to help or close or Austin doesn't matter wherever Houston, whoever. Um, and they, um, it, to help you and can help you walk through the steps. So you don't step in it initially and yep. you start it out. Always think you need to start out with the best foot forward to deal with these investigators. So you, it just sets it up in a better situation. I, a lot of times don't get the call until they've already proposed sanctions or disciplinary actions. And then it's like putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. So it's better to start out. Don't forget, like I said, don't forget if you've got malpractice insurance, I would, I, I assume most every policy covers your attorney's fees for a board matter. But the, the problem is that most dentists think about it this way. They think, well, if I go to my malpractice insurance, my, my, uh, my premiums are going to go up. And it, guys, the reason you have the malpractice insurance it's is you. to protect you right. exactly oh, in this situation. You. And not only that is it's a board map. And so a lot of times just because it's a, an ancillary type, it's not really a claim, I mean, right. a lawsuit. So it won't, unless you're a frequent flyer and I've got, several frequent fly what mm -hmm. I call what we call frequent flyer meaning multiple cases and um but we can walk it through instead of like I said when I get it and it's already at a proposed order you know I mean I've literally gotten as many as 36 patients that were bad we want 
please FedEx us back your license. And we've been able to walk it back, but it would have helped to have walked it back initially mm-hmm. when we explained to them what the problem was and why, you know, that there was a flood and that all the records were destroyed right. and this and that. And, you know, but um, it, it helps instead of getting there. Don't go by yourself because it's not a friendly venue. Uh, I don't care how reasonable they are. And I get along well with these doctors. Their job is not to help you. It is to protect the public. And it will be, it will feel like an inquisition because they're going to say, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You know, what were you really using that cotton roll there? What Mm -hmm. kind of dam? Did you not use a dam? Well, no. Why would I use a dam? I mean, you know, nobody does that. You know, the fact that they had to swallow that crown and they had to have their lung mm-hmm. removed and uh, and things like that. Um, the So, you know, call your carrier, utilize your coverage. And I can't say something negative isn't going to affect on your record, but trust me, it's going to negatively affect you if you don't get help. Right. And that will be reported to the data bank. The board reports all board actions get reported to the data bank. So it will affect you. It's going to be there on your record. And then your insurance is going to go up anyway, because when you change, you're going to have board actions against you. Plus you'll have board actions. And um, it's still, it's not, we can, usually we can at least reduce what's going to happen to you. And um, like I said, I've walked back several revocations where we've ended up just with the, still with the disciplinary action. Right. I mean, it doesn't just go magically away, so, but yeah. So let's talk. So my wife is a veterinarian. Best. And so I know that in order to sue a professional, you have to have a professional who will, or at least in veterinary, who will testify that what the first professional did was against professional standards. Is that true in dentistry? Oh, fact? absolutely. And what so, it is. It, but also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the difference? See, the thing is, I don't want people to have a false sense of security if they hear that, because a board complaint is different than a criminal or a civil matter, right? Or is a board complaint a civil? A board complaint, well, it's civil. Okay. But it can, it's not criminal. Right. But it is, uh, it's, an, it's more what we would call administrative. Right. Versus so, so when do they litigation. need a professional to sue you? And when can they just get board action? Oh, to give okay. you, you see what I'm saying? Because those are a different thing. And I think a lot of people think they're the same. No, it's so walk, walk us through the whole process. Okay. And can you be put into double jeopardy for a criminal suit versus a board complaint? Sure. You, That's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you, you see the, you yes. see the, the okay. where I'm leading here. Okay. okay. So with the board complaints, they, what happens is, crazy woman hearing those voices because you put some metal in her mouth. Um, she files a board complaint because she's sure, you know, and a lot of them self-diagnose self, you know, cause somebody told them they didn't need this or whatever. Um, that's all they have to do to file a board complaint. Once that complaint is there, it's, you know, it's there. Even if you, they complain and then they're like, Oh, I didn't really mean it it's there and they don't have to dismiss it. The patient can beg them to dismiss it. It doesn't matter, you know? So uh, you don't have to have that. Now the board Mm -hmm. will, they have um, standard care doctors that you're a peer review doctors that you're not supposed to really know who they are. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe some of them are listening right now. And um, they're listening. I know yes. who they are. And so, and so <clears> they <throat> see it and then they give the board an opinion. I frequently disagree. And so with theirs, but it, they, do you ever everybody's feel, opinions, you know, with Dennis, do you, you ever ask, feel like perhaps the people who are the professional standards police are the people who hate all the other dentists and actually just kind of hate themselves and want revenge. You ever feel that way? I you don't no have comments. to answer. You don't I have, have no to answer. Comment. Okay. Uh, but no, and I know some, I yeah. mean, but I also no, I, but I know some that do this and I love them. I mean, right. they're friends. They're by and large the ones I've met. And so, they, they're real uptight and they are the, I can't believe you didn't use a rubber dam for that full mouth restoration kind of people that have never actually done it but they have notions about what well, should be done. Well, it depends. I mean, I know a lot of just excellent ones. That's good. But um, but they are usually what I would call more ivory tower doctors right. that really aren't, you know, but it depends. They they send some. Now, uh, but that's so, so to start the board matter, it's not, the patient doesn't have to have another professional. The board will go, especially if it's some kind of standard of care, they'll send it to a review doctor. But yet the board members, when you get there, they use their own expertise, whether they're qualified or not, <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to give their opinions. Now, as far as criminal go, because this, now the one thing is, and then we still have lawsuits over here, mm -hmm. the burden of proof on a lawsuit's one thing, but over, with the board, it's really what do those people on that committee think? And that's, mm -hmm. there is no standard. I mean, there is no burden of proof. Okay. It's just whatever they think. Right. And um, so, you know, with that, now you can have an expert report if you want. At the initial stages, it's a, you don't get too involved with that. If they come back and they say, these are the things that we recommend to res resolve this board complaint. A, B, C, you know, you have to do this, 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 and this. And the, from a defense standpoint, you go, no, we don't agree. Then I would take it, the defense attorney or would take it to what's called SOA, the State Office of Administrative Hearings. Mm -hmm. All the boards, whether medical, podiatry, uh, chiropractic, whatever, go to SOA. And they have a judge, an administrative law judge. I love it there. I mean, they're very, the ones I've ever had are very competent and it's like a little mini trial and um, I've had phenomenal results and with these judges and then it's more like a trial. You bring witnesses and experts and uh, they, you know, they testify and then the judge gives an opinion and hopefully that resolves it. Although, and you know, the board can still argue about it. The, um, so that's all civil and it's administrative. It's not litigation. Like if you get a malpractice suit now criminal, it would depend on the allegations. So mm -hmm. say, um, it's a, a sexual thing and, um, there, it would be administrative because it's a no, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bad. No, no. Okay. <laughs> really bad. No, no. But the uh if it's something that would rise to more of a criminal action they would then refer it to the district attorney's gotcha. office 
and then it becomes criminal. They would do that. Uh, the unauthorized practice of dentistry. Mm -hmm. A lot Which the of, board has no authority over. Well, because they're not dentists. They're not dentists, exactly. And that's what's bad. If you have somebody in your office mm -hmm. and they don't, aren't properly licensed or something, it's not the mm. person without the license that gets in problem. It's your you. problem. And um, I used to say, and I do, I do a lot of chiropractic too, and so it's a little more prevalent. I see that problems with licensing mm -hmm. because what y'all do is, uh, you know, I mean, but people scam that a lot. I I've talked to board investigators that say, I stay more busy on no license. And I'm like, you mean because they didn't pay their do you know they didn't pay nope just never no, had them. never went to school <laughs> a lot of them a lot of them though are dentists in other countries from what i understand they come over here and, and that yes and they you know, and they treat they treat ethnic populations and so but it's so weird with license and i mean like i have heard i can't tell you how many times that well uh my you know i have two two different locations and my associate the other location i just found out he had not have a license in the last four years and i'm like Hmm. That's a lot of money you're going to have to refund and, um, or this or that things like that. And then, but, or you go over cause, okay. So Thursday's slow day here. And so you go, but there's a clinic in Pearland that needs some assistance. So hmm. I'm going to go over to there, help them out. It is. If that, if a doctor over in that clinic doesn't have a license, you're going to get in trouble Yep. because you have the license. So I used to say, look at their license, touch it, feel it, love on it. But <laughs> now I have to say, and call the board mm -hmm. and say, is this a valid license? Because, and they don't even have to do that. All they have to do, uh, because I know this because of mm -hmm. TBOD, because we check licenses. All you have to do is go to the board or, or not even the board mm -hmm. website. Um, it's the, um, oh gosh, TB, TDBSE website. And you just put in their license number and it'll pop up their name, pop up their location. And if anything doesn't match, then call. Yes. And because I actually had a situation where. Uh, Same name, different license. No, not even that. <laughs> um, but, you know, this, there weren't, it, the board was investigating a complaint and was about to close it. And then they said, did another doctor in your office treat this patient too? And they said, oh yeah, you know you know, Dr. You know, Dr. Tom did. And <laughs> so uh, they said, we don't have a license for them, mm -hmm. but said, it's on my wall. I've got it posted seven years. It was oh boy, forgery. That's a lot of money. It was a forgery for seven years. And so now I'm touch it, feel it, love on it. Check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, okay. So, but anyway, we digressed mm -hmm. to go back. So criminal, there could be things you do or shouldn't do that could be referred for a criminal action. Like that uh, chick who pulled all of her boyfriend's teeth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that did that make good. you cringe when you saw that or, or did it make you smile a little bit? Inside? Yeah. You usually smile, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like they deserved it. So, mm -hmm. uh, usually if they did something like that, right. <laughs> they deserve it. But that would be a criminal case yeah, and a malpractice assault. case as well. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Uh, and um, the, uh, but then the difference too. Okay, so then you go to the malpractice arena and what you were talking about with having an expert. In Texas, and is in most states, they have to give you, they're supposed to give you notice before they sue you. And 
dentistry is uh, a healthcare provider under chapter 74, civil practice and remedies code, but anyway, chapter 74. And in that there's a mandatory black and white rule that it once after you file, after a patient files a lawsuit, they have, they must produce an expert report from a qualified expert to say what the standard of care is and that you violated the standard of care and that violation caused an injury. Gotcha. So, they, so that, that's a lot of levels of proof before they can move oh, on. Oh, it's a very difficult level of proof. And actually, it is one of the ways we get so many malpractice cases against dentists Mm -hmm. dismissed not because y'all don't squeal on each other because I have heard and y'all aren't the only profession I've met me. you people I know I, I I believe this for my other because like I said I do some chiropractic and they have the same problem I've heard if we if the dentist had a firing squad it would be a circle mm -hmm. and we'd be facing inward yep and which is not, you know, you shouldn't do. Veterinarians don't do that to each other. MDs no. don't do that to no, each other. Either. No, no. I there's mean, a code there. There's, you know, typically in the medical, you you see doctors that are off, you know, over on the East Coast and they do, mm -hmm. and you know, they, they don't have to look at these doctors. They don't see them. There are a couple specialties in medical. You're just out of luck trying Podiatry. to find an expert. Huh? No, but you know, there's some, but there's not a lot. But, uh, there seems to be plenty dentist uh, available that'll for the mm -hmm. for the for the right price for the, for the price will testify against you. Mm -hmm. And um, but the thing that is really a benefit and uh, the rule the law hasn't changed unless they want to do that later is um, because it, it it's a steadfast you have to have this expert report. It's 120 days after the answer is filed. That sounds like thunder. Mm -hmm. Um, the, um, but, uh, a lot of dentistry, even though it seems like y'all are very expensive sometimes to us patients, but, um, the, um, is a lot of it goes in small claims court. The patients have less than $10,000 of problem. And instead of going to a lawyer, they have to pay 40% to, they will file a small claims court. They don't get their expert. And the rule applies in small claims court too. The judges hate dismissing it. It is the law. Now I've had, awesome. a few, I've had a few say, well, I know it's the law and I know it applies, but I'm just not going to do it because it doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's like, right. Well, guess no what? Right now we're going to have a bar hearing for you, buddy. Well, I mean, you, it's, but you, I, we get, I would say 97% of those cases dismissed ultimately so, the biggest risk is it gets to trial before the 120 days right and in, in small claims court so right now i've got two in the waiting but covid came up mm -hmm. and uh we can't even get a hearing so you know ever in our lifetime again i don't think but yeah, anyway um <laughs> so what you should do is if you have a customer who's upset or a patient who's upset i should say uh, you should say oh yeah buddy well take me to small claims court <laughs> I dare you. But I keep waiting for somehow the legislature to change that and say it doesn't apply to small claims court. But because it is, if theoretically, it is a little unfair that 
the patient goes mm -hmm. to small claims because they don't want to spend all the money that it costs for litigation. Well, it's and unfair, that, cases it's unfair that they can leave us Google reviews that we can't respond to. Exactly. I saw that on your thing the other day that somebody's getting a bunch and that's, mm -hmm. let me tell you. So if, if there, dismissed. so that you guys know, if there is ever anything that um, I think Michelle might want to talk on, I send them to her and it, she pulls her, you can't see the side patch over. She just pulls her hair out. Yeah, I I'm like, <laughs> but, I think, oh, you need to tell them this. But anyway. Oh, goodness, I remember there was one. You called me up. I, I sent it to you. Said, and you called me. And you said, tell this person this. They're going to be in trouble. real big problem. I, I, I don't know what he I can't happened even remember phone. the question. I just remember, this guy's got a problem. I, I had never seen you freak today. out like that I before. So he I called him. something. Me. I went, ooh. Somebody <laughs> needs to tell him. But. So anyway, that they do get dismissed more in small claims court. But that doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to screw up everybody and they can't, they're not, because something could happen. But what, what you did bring up is a problem, mm -hmm. is I did have a small claims court case, and um, it did get dismissed, mm -hmm. and a lawsuit. And it wasn't actually my client. It, he, had an, he had a temporary doc come in, and it was the temporary doc that mm -hmm. they were complaining about. But the owner of the clinic was being sued. We got it dismissed. And they left a bunch of reviews. Oh my God. The, the It was an older lady and her kids mm -hmm. needed to take a chill pill and a nice pill. And they just looked at me and they said, you know, in this day and time, I can't believe y'all would have this attitude. And you know, I mean, it's, it's my duty to get it dismissed if I can get it dismissed. Absolutely. And Oh, it was brutal. The, mm -hmm. the, the social media blitz that they put on and accusing the, my client who had never touched the patient of doing all this mm -hmm. stuff. And he can't say anything. And exactly. There needs, there needs horrible. to be some legislative updates to allow us it, to do something about it. Well, I mean, you can, in a way, and finally he just called him to just make this stop. And we ended up paying her anyway, after we had won. Did they review the, did they remove take, the reviews? To stop it, to stop it. So did they remove the reviews? Uh, yeah. Could you counter sue at that point and bring them to court for uh, blackmail and no. racketeering? It would be nice, but no. yeah, it would. But you have you should be able to freedom. You know, there is that. If you haven't heard on TV, there's a freedom of speechy thing. Freedom they, of speech. They weigh they weigh over <laughs> overdo that. But um, the um, so um, but yeah, that's the thing is social media has become worse than the courts. And, Absolutely. you know, and I am, a, well, it is the court, it's the court of public opinion. It is. And it, and it's, you guys are big on, not on, I mean, advertise, it's not as much, it is advertising, but it's not before I come, I'm going to Google you. Right. Uh, I'm going to look at your website and, or at least you pull it up. And if your Google reviews or your Google map reviews or what are you Yelp, it's like asshole, you know, mm -hmm. da, 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 or you know, the, but my favorite is you say, oh, well, the doctor's great, but that front desk is horrible. Right. And, you know, you're going to lose. So it doesn't matter how much, you know, how yeah, great absolutely. you are. You've just lost the business. And, <sighs> uh, and that happens. And that's more, this I'm, can be more dangerous. I'm actually, I'm actually about to get a bad review. I know because I refused service to a, a potential patient the other day. And uh, this is actually from something you told me once. I believe I may be oh, quoting you exactly. Uh, <laughs> you said uh, the best way to avoid uh, a board complaint is to identify troubled patients before you treat them and don't yes. take them on and don't be an asshole. 
Right. So uh, I've tried to not be an asshole. I don't know if I'm capable, but you know, <laughs> I do try. But I, this lady came in and she was required to fill out her new patient paperwork to become a patient. And so she began filling it out and she threw the pen down. She said, I'm not fi- signing this financial arrangement. And I said, but ma'am, what's, what's the problem? Oh, well, it says that I'll have to pay a down payment if I make, a, if I make an appointment for any, anything over $500. And I said, yes, ma'am, that's our, that's our policy. We just want you to be aware of it before you become a patient. Well, I'm not signing it until I need to. And I said, ma'am, you need to sign it today if you'd like to become a patient. That's ridiculous. I said, I'm very sorry that we can't treat you. May I, may I suggest some other dentists in the area? And she mm-hmm. stormed off. And I know she's going to leave me a bad review. And I'm going to say, ma'am, you're not a patient of record. I suggest you remove this before I report exactly what your behavior in my office was to everyone who can see this review. Yeah. Because I'm not held by HIPAA <clears throat> in the skin. Well, it, um, it is a big weapon they can use against you. I mean, a big weapon. Uh, because we are in COVID, I don't know how long this stays up and we would love it to be gone tomorrow. But uh, I had a doctor call me the other night and it's like, I have a patient who is just throwing a hissy about wearing a mask into my office. And what do I do? And I said, you know, yep. I didn't say this, but you know, if you want Stop to scheduling say no, <laughs> uh, I mean, tell her, I mean, if you want to tell her, okay, you don't have to, but I've had doctors who've done that. And then they, the patient literally called two days later and said, Oh, by the way, I was positive. Um, they had had a test. See, that's the thing that just gets me because the fastest test there is, is the Abbott. And that's like a exactly. 15 minute, then You know, right? they'd already taken the test <sighs> and, and I was like, <sighs> but anyway, so he says, I, I just, and I said, he goes, can I refuse her? I'm like, absolutely. I mean, your city, re- the city he's in requires it. He's, mandated not by state right now mandate it's not really law but mandate mm-hmm. that you you aren't allowed to put bring people into your business and it's Absolutely. a health and safety thing for your staff and she will it, flame you on the internet right but, but that might actually be this, good well this lady oh my god so then he he did i said you know let me know what you did so he you know just contacted me and said hey um you know i told her not to come in or i told her she had to wear a mask and she didn't have to wear, you know, whatever. And, um, and she said, no, I won't come. He said, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then he sent me a few days later, a Twitter thing. I mean, he sent a copy. He says, check this out. And it was this woman screaming and throwing this hissy fit. I've seen that. I think page. every she single got page. A million, a million views on yep. Twitter. It was his patient. Oh my God! Are yes. You kidding me? That's no. fantastic. It was his you heard patient. it here, guys. We it, know who the dentist was. Oh, it was it wasn't a dentist. Well, it wasn't, but it, but <laughs> it wasn't about office? him. It was about um, it was about a um, some oh some woman made a comment to her, and right. I said, "Holy cow! Did she get you too?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No, the grocery store, a restaurant." He goes, "So far." My name hasn't been mentioned. He goes, but she's now gotten a million views on Twitter. And that was his patient that he called me about. And I'm like, holy cow. Was her, was her name Karen? Yeah, uh, uh, probably. <laughs> and, um, but that was the, I went, I went and picked up a deliver. I mean, a, something to eat the other day. And the girl at the, the cashier said, you should have been here a few minutes ago. We had a Karen in here and it was mm. this woman came in and she said, you can't, you got to wear your mask to the table. It's six foot. Okay. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. We're an Alvin, you know, come in, uh, but you got to wear the mask in. 
and she threw such a fit and threatened. She said, you know, if you had more stuff in here, I'd break all this stuff apart. And of course, no, really public, public threats in Alvin. Well, I know. Well, see, and I, yeah, we, we live in Alvin. So, it's a little bit different. And, so, she, and so the that, waitress said, well, you know what? I won't call 911 on you. I'm going to take care of it myself. Good if girl. You do. <laughs> Good girl. That's an Alvin girl right there. Yeah, she's I'll tell I'll you, take care of it. a lot of people don't realize. Okay. So when, when I talk about my small town of Alvin and, um, I, I'm not kidding. They're very traditional uh, to the extent that if you curse in a business, you can be arrested. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That's because you have a potty mouth. <laughs> I did. I went to an all girls school. There's a problem. Okay. So, um, but anyway, but with lawsuit, you know, that's what you, there's different burdens uh, of proof that each have. And it's just at the board level, it's a very loose burden and that you can disagree a lot. So you just kind of have to have help um, navigating and uh, the rules, you miss deadlines, you do stuff and it can be irreversible and it goes on your record. Okay. It, uh, so just take advantage if you have an insurance policy and you should to utilize it. You've paid for it. And um, the money it will cost you in a fine or extra fines or reimbursements will pay your premium yep. for a couple years. That's okay? a pittance. It really is. And it will. It will pay. And especially if you want to hire, uh, if you want to hire a lawyer, mm -hmm. for what it's going to cost you for that one thing. And you know, and people say, well, they go to seminars and they say, well, just say, you know, just save that money on the premium. And uh, then you'll have it if you ever need it. And you might not ever. And I mean, some doctors don't, but some do. And if it's a malpractice case, I've had cases which are substantial. Again, swallowing a crown, having mm -hmm. to have a lung removed, um, swallowing a crown, dying, uh, you know, uh, Ludwig's angina, uh, mm -hmm. suits, uh, things that there can be lots of money. I have one that is, I can't tell you how much attorney's fees are right now because they're being unreasonable about an infection. And, um, so it's a, um, you know, just take advantage of it. Don't be afraid your, your premium is going to go up a little bit unless you've done something horrendous. They're not going to cancel you. Usually. Um, if you do, you've got the wrong insurance company. Uh, that's my next question. And what I want you to end on, Okay. All right. Like, so, hurry up. I'm, you're talking no, no, actually we got to one hour and one and two minutes and I promised you it was going to be one hour. Okay. So this, the rest of this is going to have to go on our second, third, fourth and okay. fifth podcast, right? Speaking of which guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast today and you'd like to hear a little bit more uh, from Michelle or from her associate, Kathleen, Kathleen, <laughs> uh, go ahead and drop a like down there and, uh, Put down some topics you'd like to see covered, particularly whenever it comes to yeah. If I malpractice. Can yeah, or I can suggest some. We, we can talk about like things like texting uh, with patients and written or a lot of social media um, com, you know, communications. Because you've, you've got to copy that and put that or screenshot it and put it in the record. Right. And then, oh, absolutely. And that people don't do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, or communicating, uh, you know on social media with patients and what to watch for in your, your websites and this, not just <laughs> documentation things, but there are so many uh, different, your HIPAA, you know, it never hurts. Of course, HIPAA is a required 
training course anyway, but to talk about some of those things that we could talk about. Absolutely. There's a lot of um, uh, communication things with patients that would avoid potential problems. And that's my deal is let's avoid potential problems. Let's not just get scary. Absolutely. But, and then we can talk more at a later date about um, the types of suits we see and the types of complaints, you know, um, and the things that, uh, that really will get you some in trouble. And then how to deal with that psycho patient Mm -hmm. that you want to get rid of because you don't have to be abused. I mean, that's, I agree. So there are steps to take. And so we can talk about things like that. That sounds Mm -hmm. like some, uh, some great programs. Mm -hmm. So um, before we go, I'd like you to tell everybody um, about your law firm, uh, where you work, Oh, and okay. um, she, sure. by the way, um, she's not a sponsor of the program no. or of TBOD. So I do not have any financial disclosures. And so, no, no. Um, okay. I, I'm with a firm called Sprott, Newsom, Quattlebaum and Messenger. Some of you may know Joel Sprott. He does a lot of dentistry uh, defense work too. Joel and I do. Uh, I joined the firm several years ago, but I'd known Joel for years and it was kind of weird. We, both because we ran into each other a lot and um but he does a lot of dentistry i would say 75 or 80 percent of our firm does malpractice defense either from all specialties and i um you know i do medical mal i do a lot of urgent care stuff and the uh chiropractic i've referred and um, i actually got an honorary degree in that school gave me because I do a lot of defense work <laughs> for Next them. step, honorary dental degree. Exactly. I want the dental degree to put on my wall by the other. And um, so, but we, we do that. We only defend cases. We don't take the, you know, and so, um, but anyway, uh, but we are very passionate and my, my we kind of have a t- little team thing. So my, the attorneys that just work for me and we tend to get a little too personal. We get, you know, too much about you can't lose. But anyway, um, so, but that's, so, so we're in here in Houston. We do things all over Texas. So, but uh, Sprott Newsom, Quattlebaum and Messenger. So. All right. Fantastic. Well, guys, uh, thank you again for joining us. It appears that you've wasted another hour of your life listening to the sound of my voice. Uh, so I want to thank you for supporting the Deer Doc podcast and all that we do. Now, uh, you guys go out there and be safe. Michelle, thank you for joining us okay, today sure. and uh, hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc podcast on all major platforms. <laughs>